Well, welcome to Inspiring Voice. With all the distractions and the noise in the world, are you able to hear your own inspiring voice? Are you able to use your voice to create those healthy human connections so you can thrive in business and in life? I'm Donna Ristikin Mack, the creator of Inspiring Voice and founder of iVoice Communication. We envision a world where everyone has the confidence and the ability to communicate and to connect. And this is the podcast. We begin the Inspiring Voice podcast with audio from the archives, interviews that were conducted between the years 2003 and 2009 when I did a radio show called Vital Women. You know, when I found these and I listened to them just a few weeks back, I realized that their content is just as valuable now as it was then. So I decided to share. So thanks for listening. Here's the archived interviews and wisdom, some deep wisdom from Vital Women on the Inspiring Voice Podcast. Now, as you can see, the female-producing X chromosome is clearly larger than its counterpart. It's a girl! We are from Venus. Your goal is to do cardio or an aerobic workout at least three days a week. When I grow up, I want to be an architect. When I grow up, I want to be a mother, a ballerina, and a doctor. We are from Venus. And lift. We're almost done. Don't give up now. You can do it. Good morning. This is Donna Mack, and you're listening to Vital Women on 93.3 Coast FM. We come in all shapes and sizes, from different kinds of backgrounds and ethnic groups. But one thing's for sure, we are better women when we work together to accomplish what we set out to do. And that's the goal of our Vital Women program, to show you the steps women have taken to get to where they are. Now, by the power invested in me, let no man put us under. Now, our blood flows through each other, loyal forever. Raise our voices. This morning, a look into the life of actress Diane Ladd. Diane recently visited New England as she accepted the Claiborne Pell Lifetime Achievement Award in the Arts at the Newport Film Festival. Time Magazine once wrote, Diane Ladd is one of the top ten actresses not only in this country, but in this world. I found her to be quite a character, with so much energy and wisdom to share. And I'm happy to say that she loved the motto of the Vital Women Show, which is, we are better women when we work together. So here's three-time Academy Award nominee, Diane Ladd. Okay, I'm doing a film about the, I'm going to do a film, hopefully by the, before the end of this year, I'll get in front of the camera, about the late Martha Mitchell. And she said that when women stop competing against each other like dogs after a bone, and start giving each other loving, supportive energy, then and only then will we be truly liberated. Of course, I've added something to that. I say no woman could ever catch her husband in bed with another woman if there wasn't another woman there doing it with him. (laughs) So when we betray each other, we betray ourselves. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) Have faith and kick a little dirt. (laughs) Now, I can't wait to hear so much more about your book, Spiraling Through the School of Life. What awesome advice. Detox, cleanse out your body, and circulate positive energy. 
Well, it's even a lot more than that. The book uh, is Mental, Physical, and Spiritual Pragmatisms. There's tips in there to help you with your life. And there's also tips how to inspire you, hopefully, to find your own miracles. I share three miracles, and the doctors call them miracles, that I was involved in. And I also share stories about my friends. Uh, That's why they call it autobiographical. Indeed, it is. But it's the autobiographical part of my life that brought me into working into hospitals with doctors for over three decades. And today, I'm on the board of advisors for Berkeley Bedell, Congressman Berkeley Bedell's National Foundation for Alternative Medicine. Why would we even need that organization? I guarantee you this week, sometime if you had the television on, you saw a commercial with a woman running through a garden lit so beautifully by the cameras in a yellow or white dress. And she says, you too can have the life and joy like me. Take this drug. In the meantime, there's a voice underneath just before the advertisement commercial goes off that says, check with your doctor. This drug can cause a seizure, heart attack, or even death. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. How come this is allowed to be sold, a drug like this, but if a drug that can help cure cancer has a side effect, we can't get it? How come we can't buy injectable vitamin B in our own country? I have to go to Mexico or England to get vitamin B, which is fabulous, especially for the female organs. Fabulous for the spine, for everything. Vitamin B. Somebody's getting paid under the table, honey, and this isn't right. Of all the things you've done in your life... It's amazing. This really means the most to you, doesn't it? Not necessarily, but if you don't have health, you don't have anything. You can have all the money in the world or fame or anything else. Actors have to stay healthy because the body is our instrument. You know, I mean, you are your health. You are your body. So it's not that it's the most important. Uh, It's vital. You're vital women. It's vital. (laughs) Um, I think that today, Donna... The institutions of show business, which is in trouble. Culture is in trouble in our country. We're being brought down into mediocrity. Uh, Medicine, I think the medical system really has to spiral forth into its next phase and must include alternative medicine. I mean, come on, how dumb are we? I thought it was government by the people for the people. Isn't it supposed to be that? Government by the people for the people? It's happening, luckily, slowly but surely. Regular old hospitals are finally starting to hire people who understand the mind-body connection in addition to the drugs. How can you let a person lay in a bed, um, poisoned, toxic, and not even have somebody come in and massage or circulate them? That's, that's barbaric. It's outrageous. But even politics today, I don't care if it's the Democrats or the Republicans. I'm tired of people talking out of both sides of their mouth, so I'll vote for them and then they let me down. It's not acceptable. It's imploding on itself. Law? How about lawyers who tell you what they're going to do and then they don't do it? So people have to put their money where their mouth is, And I think we have to make the world a little bit better place to live in. Uh, I want to go see Al Gore's film. I want to see what's going on with the global stuff. I want to know what's happening. And in order to do that, you have to ask questions and you have to kick a little dirt. You truly believe that film can change society? I know it can. I know it can. I mean, I sat in Japan... That you know your your film festival here is very important. It was a fantastic, and Laurie Kirby did a great job, and everybody with her. Um, 
you, I said in Japan, the film you showed here, Ramblin' Rose, is a film that actress Laura Dern, my daughter, mm-hmm. and I did together. We both were nominated for Oscars. In fact, we were the first mother and daughter in the history of the world to both be nominated together for the same movie, same year. Princess Diana, the late Princess Diana, chose that little film as her favorite movie. She had a royal premiere. She threw a party for us in London, flew us there. Now, I'm from Mississippi. My daddy was a veterinarian. Diane Ladd is not related to the Allen Ladd family. Let me just tell you, if I were, you'd know it. I am related to Tennessee Williams, the writer, and a few other people. But that was such an honor for me. Now, to go and do a film like Rambling Rose is is a people picture. We need more what we call people pictures. When I was, my picture was chosen... Uh, a picture I made, Mrs. Monk, to open the Scotland Film Festival, and a big, strong man stood up and said, I love your movie, and I said, I love Scotland. Thank you so much for having me here. I was crying, and he said, I said, you know, it's just a little picture. He said, Miss Ladd, don't refer to your picture as a little picture. It's a people picture. And he said, we need more people pictures, more human being pictures. And And he was right. So when Ramblin Rose was shown in Japan, as I walked into the theater, it was a rough weather day, hectic people out on the street, and I saw people not holding the door open for each other, you know, like pushing by each other, that kind of razor's sharp energy. After the movie, when I saw these same people going out the door, they were smiling. They stopped. They held the door open for each other. That's what a film reminds us, that we're a feel-good picture. A feel-good picture reminds you of you're a human being and you're part of a family called the human family. And it, and it elevates you. It spirals you up. Some pictures, uh, that were most of them, we make spiral us down. So, yeah, it can change people. It seems as though you, Diane Ladd, the person, and your book, Spiraling Through the School of Life, really intend to just show people how important it is to throw away that rage I do talk about anger and rage. Um, As an actor, I've been an actor since I was 16 years old. I lie so much about my age, I can't even remember. My mother used to say, you're not that old. I said, what? She'd say, Diane, I birthed you. You're two years younger than that. (laughs) Now, wait a minute here. I bet you are going to tell us right now, very proudly, with your head held up high, how old you are. I don't know how old I am. I was born in 1942. If you want to see my birth certificate, I'd be glad to show it to you. You know, I just, I can't keep all this straight. You know, because if you go for a part where you got to be younger, you have to be younger. If you go for a part where you got to be 10 years older, you're going to lie and say you're 10 years older. Because it's all in everybody else's mind, not just yours. What has been your happiest decade? I can't, the happiest decade? There is no happiest decade. There's happiest moments, like when I held my baby in my arms. I'm having joy right now talking to you. You have a warm smile that makes my heart smile. Your eyes have a twinkle and a laugh. You love to share information. You feel you're serving your purpose. If I were playing you as a character and a book was written about you, I would try to find that part of me that I've just spoken of and bring that to the fore. That would be the fore that I would develop the character playing you, Donna, you know? So there's no happiest decade uh, even 17, 18, 20 years old, I, I, I don't wish I was 20 years old again. I, it's taken me a lifetime. You know, I, somebody took a picture the other day and said, well, airbrush the wrinkles. I said, show every one of them. I paid for it. 
but I might have a tuck sooner or later. <laughs> I might join the forces. Who knows? Any minute now. I mean, what the heck? If God gave somebody the brains to figure it out, I might as well take advantage of it. But are you kind of afraid of, you know, being 80 someday and having the face of, say, a 60-year-old, and you're hanging out with all of your other friends who are around 80, and you look no. different? No, I'm not afraid of that. <laughs> you know, I was doing a film called Cemetery Club, and uh, I was starring with Olympia Dukakis and Ellen Burstyn and Bill Duke, a great director, a director. We shot it in Pittsburgh. And it's a story of three Jewish ladies. Now, I'm a Shiksa Catholic from Mississippi. Uh, Ellen is an Irish person. Olympia Dukakis is a, a Greek. Now, the only real Jewish person was Lainey Kazan, who's divine, fantastic actress, singer. So the three of us go over to the Jewish Center so that we can invade their culture and absorb it. Though I must say I have studied Kabbalah for a lifetime and love it very much. So we're there. At the, we go to the center, and there's a very elderly lady, and she's helping the other people. That day, some Jewish immigrants from Russia, elderly people, had moved there. And she's helping them get um, uh, situated and make them feel, you know, comfortable. And she's running around like a little beaver. And I, in the middle of it, her name was Sarah. They come out with a birthday cake for her. Happy birthday to you, to Sarah. So I said, Sarah, how old are you today? And she turned to me with a wicked smile and said, Well, Diane, I tell you, today I'm 102 years old. I said, What did you say? What did you say? I said, Honey, what vitamins do you take? And she said, well, life is my vitamins, but I do take some vitamins. She said, however, when I got in my 80s, like about 85 years old, I felt old, and I thought it's over. And she said, my bones hurt. I had trouble walking. I got depressed. And then one day, I looked in the mirror and shook my finger at myself and said, Sarah, you stop thinking about yourself and start thinking about other people. She said, so I volunteered down here to help people one day a week. She said, I live a mile and a half from here. She said, then I volunteered two days a week, then three. And now, Diane, this, this center is open six days a week. She said, I come down here five days a week. And I walk here a mile and a half, and I walk home. And she said, today, I feel younger at 102. I feel 10 years younger than I did in my early 80s. I said, well, that's it. That's it. That's the life force and those cells breathing that oxygen and thinking of someone else with love. It made her love herself. It made her appreciate herself. So I think that's a very important answer, don't you? Wow. She looked about, uh, she looked 80 and she was 102, so she looked 20 years younger. So if you look 20 years younger, good for you. You just told us the secret to longevity and really it's like the secret to life. As an actress, uh, Donna, I have played the violin over a thousand emotions in my life. And um, I've made a discovery. There's only two, and I write about this in the book. I write about acting in the book, too, on this um, level. There's only two emotions in the whole world. One is love, and one is a lack of love. That's it. Where there's lack, there's limitation. And where there's the limitation of love... The first thing that enters is fear. The next thing is jealousy that invades. And then anger, because you don't have whatever somebody else has. Then comes hatred. So the cup is either love or a lack of love. And it all stems from there, in my opinion. 
and I, I lecture. I've been lecturing for 30 years. Um, the organization, um, the National Foundation of Alternative Medicine, was founded by Congressman Berkeley Bedell. Uh, he was a poor boy when he was little, 10 years old. He liked to fish. He made himself a little fishing thing, fishing fly. And he was at this lake, this resort, fishing near his house where he lived. And all these rich men were fishing. They weren't catching any fish, and he was. So they all said, kid, can we buy that fishing fly from you? And today, Berkeley Bedell owns the largest fishing fly company in this country. So he became a congressman to give back to the world. And he told me once that while he was a congressman, they appropriated $60 million to research medicine. He said they didn't discover anything. They didn't know what they were doing. Meanwhile, he goes fishing himself, and he gets bit by a tick and gets Lyme disease, and medical doctors gave him three months to live. And then a friend of his, a veterinarian, told him to take cholesterol from a pregnant cow. It saved his life. Then the police went and put the veterinarian in jail for treating a, a human being without a medical license. He got mad. He got him out of jail. And then Berkeley Bedell donated $1 million to start the National Foundation for Alternative Medicine in Washington. And they go all over the world to find cures for uneasiness, for disease in the human being. And, you know, there are other cures other than drugs. Remember the Indians... Herbs, God, for every problem, there's something that grows out of this earth to help it. And we need to use those. You know, sure, I'm for traditional medicine, but I'm also for acupuncture. I'm for massage, rolfing, all the things that can help. And um, he has an amazing board of doctors, uh, Deepak Chopra, Andrew Weil, Dean Ornish, Bernie Siegel, all these great doctors, Gladys McGarry, um, you know, all these great, great doctors uh, like in... In San Diego, you've got uh, Dr. Viola Fryman, who has the osteopathic promise for children. Miracles all the time are happening. People come from all over the world. These doctors honor their commitment to life. They give their life to their fellow human beings. And I think that medicine has to embrace the wisdom that they have. I'm privileged to be an advisor on his group today. So when I lecture... People asked for a book. For 30 years, have you got a book? Have you got a book? And I started passing out papers, uh, pragmatic suggestions. Uh, if you're going to ask for a raise tomorrow, take a bath tonight and put apricot oil in the bath water. It removes fear. Things like that. And in more important things. And then it became two pages, and then it ended up being 15-page packets. So it was time to do a book. <laughs> You're listening to Vital Women. Good morning. I'm Donna Mack. And we are here chatting this morning with Diane Ladd. Wow. It is just such a pleasure to be here with you this morning, Diane. Three-time Academy Award nominee and today recipient of the Pell Lifetime Achievement Award. Now, Diane, I was also reading that you recently won just this year the Susan B. Anthony Award, the Failure is Impossible (laughs) Award. How cool is that? Well, who could refuse that? <laughs> she was something, wasn't she? There's a woman who gave her life to all of us. Without her, we probably still wouldn't be able to vote. So you truly do indeed feel as though failure is impossible. Well, in the long run, yes. Uh, that may cover longer periods of time than we, our mind can embrace. I know this. It's not a crime if you do not achieve instantly or what you think you should have. It is a crime if you have the ability to fight for it and you don't. That's the crime. 
So it's not failure. If the world does not accept what you give at that moment in time, it doesn't mean someday they might not accept it, so who's to say? Sometimes it's the best thing possible that can happen in your life. Yeah, what's that song about uh, thank God for unanswered prayers, remember? So, you know, who's, who's to say? I wrote the book because there was a lot to share, and uh, everyone encouraged me to write it saying that it could help other people. I have worked in hospitals for 30 years with doctors, lecturing at spas like the Golden Door, uh, Lake Austin Spa, Sheila Clough's The Oaks in Ojai, the Palm Springs Resort. I've lectured for universities, for the American Holistic Medical Association, which is, um, you know, doctors who are AMA doctors but who believe in alternative modalities. So that's inclusivity that we all need in our lifetime. And as for culture, I happen to believe it's as powerful a weapon as a bomb. That's my personal belief. When I was starting out acting, Donna, I could get a bit part, a few lines in a movie, and I could watch the great Betty Davis or Barbara Stanwyck or Spencer Tracy act, and I could touch their greatness by watching them. And I could spiral up and absorb it. Today, these films that our young actors could be in are being shot in everywhere from China to South Africa to Spain to France to England to Sri Lanka. Until this past year was the first time a president signed an incentive, a tax incentive for show business in 40 years. Um, Show business is the number one business in our country, but that's because the money that's made elsewhere We have had, from 1990 to the year 2000, guess how much money walked out these doors into other countries. Now, we have a financial deficit. We've just taken out music, drama, and sports out of our high schools across this country, which is deplorable. And yet, why do we let this money walk out? Where's our brains? How much much you think walked out our door to other countries while we're saying we need money? Are we talking billions? We are. How many you think? How many billions? Just take a wild guess. I don't know. Three billion dollars? Two hundred billion dollars. Now, you're telling me you can't have parks for people? You're telling me you can't have medical help for people? Right? Social security for people? You're telling me that children can't get drama or music and now sports? You know what's happening to these kids without sports? They're beating the heck out of each other. Charlie Rangel told me that on the phone, that in New York and New Jersey, look what's the violence that's escalating in our schools. And if teenagers can't burn off their endorphins and jump on a basketball court, they might be jumping more on young girls' bodies. And you're going to have more unwed mothers. It's happening right now as we're speaking. But if the, if the good news is happening in Washington, is there anything we as a society or an individual can do to help push it along? Yeah, you can pull up on the website besides dianeladd.com and press book and, and uh, spiral through the school of life. Uh, Hay House Publisher. You can also uh, um, invest in films. You get a tax shelter now if you want to take a tax write-off. And uh, and get in show business, you can invest money in an independent film, uh, and you get to write off, uh, if the budget's up to $15 million or up to $20 million in a deprived area, you can write off your whole investment in the first year. We didn't have that for 20, 30 years. We've got it now. So that'll enable us to make some feel-good human being people pictures. Anybody wants to invest, call me quick. The next thing is uh, we also have a website called Act. 
culture, um, no, the Art Culture Task Force, A-R-T-C-U-L-T-U-R-E, taskforce.com. Um, we got to update that one. But um, we have gone after information to find out what the cause, that's how I found out about the $200 billion. We are the ones who got the first tax incentive, really. We're responsible with the help of Congresswoman Karen McCarthy. She's a retired congresswoman from Missouri. Uh, Truman stops here, the book stops here, land, a school teacher, and she helped all of us fight for culture. What she accomplished was amazing. The Chamber of Commerce helped us. Uh, Robert Hunter, my husband, fought for us, and we got that bill passed, and we asked people to join it because um, Art Culture Task Force is a task force that's fighting to escalate culture in our country, music, drama, art, all of it. Beautiful. And as we get ready to wrap things up, one final question. I know you say you try not to advise with your book and with your speeches. I just suggest. You just suggest, exactly. So I want to wrap things up with your suggestions as how to grow older in the most positive, healthy way possible. You say thank you to somebody today. Also say thank you to the creator of the universe today. And you smile at somebody today, not only with your eyes, but with your heart. And you know what? I promise you, you'll feel better. Diane Ladd, awesome. Thank you so much from Vital Women. Okay, God bless you. Well, you've been listening to the best of Vital Women Radio. Some wisdom from Vital Women on the Inspiring Voice Podcast. The Vital Women interviews were recorded between the years 2003 and 2009. They originally aired on Clear Channel Communication, and now they have a home right here. Inspiring Voice. It's the media outlet of iVoice Communication. The Inspiring Voice podcast is produced by Nicholas Young, music by Jeffrey Blake, and I am Donna Rastigian Mack. Please connect with us anytime at iVoice Communication if you'd like to become a more confident speaker and successful interpersonal communicator. You can contact us through iVoiceCommunication.com. We'll leave you with this one. It's our hope that through a little bit of quiet every day, you can hear your own inspiring voice and be your own inspiring voice so you can create those healthy human connections and build a rich, rewarding life and career.